This is episode 23 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we're going to be talking about taking a youth group to a Christian conference. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Christian Travelers, this is Sarah once again on the Christian Travelers Network, and today we're going to be talking about taking a youth group to a Christian conference. Um, I'm going to be sharing some tips about how to do that, but I'm also going to be diving into some topics that I got to dive into with some of my youth at a conference we recently went to. But before we dive into that, I once again want to welcome you to our podcast. I am so glad to have you here, and I also want to invite you to our Facebook group and Instagram where we are continually in discussion about how faith and travel correlate and how we can be applying them to our lives, whether it's by being in God's word or sharing our travel stories and seeing God's handiwork. We would love to have you join our discussion. But today I am talking about traveling with a youth group. Not everyone has ever been in charge of a youth group. My job um, outside of this podcast is as a director of Christian education, which is a fancy way of saying I help with education of all ages. But um, at this church specifically, my primary focus is our high school and middle school. And I got to take our high school students to a trip in Minneapolis this summer called the National Youth Gathering. It is something that uh, the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod puts on and youth from actually across the globe come together. This year we had youth from 19 different countries, approximately 22,000 people. We gathered together in the stadium in downtown Minneapolis um, to worship God and then we would go to the convention center to listen to breakout sessions and build relationships with people And what I'd have to say was maybe the biggest takeaway from this trip for us was being in worship with so many other people. Um, I know our world is kind of having havoc, wrecking havoc on Christianity, and it, you know, tries to tear us down. And a statistic that might be shocking and sad to you is that approximately 8% of Gen Z is raised in a Christian home. That means that more people that they know are not Christian than Christian. And so we're almost entering this society that is a lot like what um, early Christianity went into, where hardly anyone was Christian um, and they had to reach out. The difference, though, is that those that didn't know, that weren't believers in Christ, a lot of them didn't know what Christianity was. Whereas today there's a lot of assumptions about what Christianity is and we're called hypocrites and those kinds of things and society has kind of put this label on Christianity um, that doesn't necessarily reflect what it really is and so there's just this kind of gap and so when we reach out and when we share Christ with others we really have to be intentional about addressing that gap in their understanding. But that is why worshiping with 22,000 other high school youth, um, where they get to see that they are not alone in their faith, that can be a very big moment for them in their faith walk. And so that was one of the reasons that we chose to go on this trip. 
So um, if you ever get the chance to lead a youth group, but also really any group, if you're taking adults, if you're on a tour and you have the opportunity to be leading in some way or working with a leader, these are some things that I, as a leader, would share with you are very important. And you can even be doing this with your family and friends because we're here to have a discussion, a dialogue about faith and travel. And that isn't just mission trips, that is any time you travel. And these are some things that will help you whether you're traveling with your family or with a youth group. So the first one is be flexible. There are many times in a trip where you have a plan and things are go off track. Um, an example I think of is just like how many times we struggle to find a parking spot and so we'd show up late to things or traffic was crazy and so we had to reroute. You just have to be willing to be flexible and know that yes, there might be times that things start but you're going to be late or you need to leave earlier and you can't take quite as big of breaks or you're planning to go eat at this restaurant and it's too packed so you go to this other thing. Not being so rigid about things that it ha- that there's only one way to do things, it, it helps the whole trip flow easier and because you have a bunch of eyes looking to you wanting your leadership, it puts this pressure on you um, and if you're so focused on things only going one way, you kind of get this pent-up tension and then eventually you will explode onto youth when they go off and do some random tangent. So just be conscientious and try to be as flexible and peaceful and know that, you know, God's going to work through it and maybe we're going to stand outside for a little bit and talk to some locals and you never know how God could use that too. So be willing to be flexible. The theme of our gathering was we have a real present God and this also applies with how you are to interact with youth or those that you're traveling with. Be real and present. This is one of the great things about traveling in groups is that artificial relationships, ones that are very surface level, are going to get a lot deeper on the trip. And the more that you are in conversation with them, even if it's just goofing around, we had like really fun shirts that we wore or to keep everyone in line, we had like this inflatable duck on a pool noodle that we carried in front of us, you know. It's like you're making memories and you're laughing with people and life can be stressful, but you're real, you're present, and you're caring about those that you're around. The third thing is to enhance the experience. Okay, so we listened to a lot of speakers. We had all of these moments and each of us got impressed upon the with these things, these takeaways in different ways. So every night we would go around and we'd share what's the highlight of the day, the low light, something important that you learned and shared it with the group because sometimes just processing, sharing that information is a good practice. And if we had more time, like truthfully, we would get back to the hotel at 1130 or midnight and we were getting up early in the morning. And so we were really exhausted. If we had more time, I would totally encourage you to sit down with everyone and have questions that really like take those keynote speakers or those key things that happen in the day and really get them to process and dialogue about what those things really look like and how they apply to them personally and how we take that back home. Um, those are some conversations to be having. And then enhancing that experience is like taking that up a notch. Okay, so at the end of the trip, let's write about like some of the key things that 
I need to remember because once I get back to like the busyness of life, I'm going to forget these things or writing personal notes to each and every single one of the youth so that they get to remember this awesome moment that they had. Anything that you can do, whether big or small, that like makes this seem like a monumental moment of a peak in their faith walk, anything that you can do do that. If you're not with a youth group going to conferences and things and you're just traveling somewhere, have those conversations before you go to bed at night. Be reading your Bible and be like, okay, so during this trip, I want us to read through Galatians. I don't know, whatever book of the Bible. Or we're going to focus on this topic and you go in your concordance and you look in the back of your Bible and you look for all of the places in the Bible that uses that word or that theme and you read through it and so by the end of the trip you've kind of had this ongoing theme this ongoing message and so at the end you sit down and you write out those things or you have them practice sharing it with you and then sharing it with their friends like okay so we did all these awesome things but we also learned about god and he was present in these ways enhance the experience the next thing is have them share which i already talked about having them share at night at the end of the day processing things but have them share when they get home. If you're on a youth group trip, I encourage you to have them stand before the church and be like, this is what I learned and this is why this trip was important. This is how it impacts me. Say those things. Talk about where they saw God in all of it. If you're not in a situation where you get to stand in front of a church and say those things, have them present to a local club. Have them present to their friends. Have them present to your relatives and talk about, here's God and this is what we did. And then challenge them to apply it to themselves. Challenge them to take all of these experiences and how do I take it home and apply it in different ways. And this looks very different depending on what your topics were, what, your, what you learned during the, all of it. It looks different, but it all involves Jesus. And so not letting them just have this separate experience that is separate from what they're actually doing. Just be conscientious. And then lastly, have great co-leaders. No trip is possible without other people stepping up. If you're taking a youth group, you're going to have other volunteers going with you, depending on the size of your group. And even if they don't go with you, they might be the people that help receive you back home and help them digest what they've learned. And if you're not going with a youth group, maybe it is other adults, you and your spouse, and then working with your kids or other adults on the trip that are helping lead or co-lead and have influence in different ways. So have great leaders. Take the time to get to know them. Take the time to set up expectations. Take the time to let them lead uh, so that you're not the only face and so that there's trust built there and so that they also get to share Jesus along the way. So those are some of my tips, but then I also wanted to share some things that I personally took away from this conference. So like I said before, the theme was real present God. And in a world where everyone's kind of minimizing Christianity and minimizing the impact that God is or how real he is, this was a really deep topic, I think, for our youth. And the very first night, we started off by talking about how he wants us to be real with him about our emotions. 
I think as a society, we have this tendency to say, oh, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. And they don't really care to know what the real answer is. Jesus is real, so we can be real. So God wants us to be real with him and say, you know what? I'm depressed right now. You know what? I'm really struggling right now. You know, I'm on a high right now, but I'm really scared about what comes like the fall after this. I'm really struggling with this. And he wants us to be real with him. Just like if you ever have opened up the Psalms, especially uh, King David, he writes all over the place. He's like, yo, I'm totally joyful and like praise you who created all these things. And then he's like, man, I'm struggling. I, I've i lost so many men in battle and I just don't know if I can take it much more. And it's just like up and down and up and down all over the place. But he's being real. The Psalms are very real with God about, I know you're the creator, but today just not my day. And I know you're my creator and I'm going to praise you because I have so much to be joyful for. It's just all over the board. One of the things I think our society also tells us is that we need to be fake even on social media. Like, social media is where we have to be our best selves. And our best selves is usually not our authentic selves. We have these, like, picture-perfect selfies, and we post about certain topics, and it's it's just always the best impression we want to put out there. And more often than that, that isn't our real self. Like, we have days where we have acne, and we have days where we are not joyful, and we have days where we take this beautiful picture of coffee as we're crying over it because someone broke up with us, and da-da-da-da. And we take these pictures of us reading our Bibles, but you know what? Other than to crack it open so that we could take this cool picture, it hasn't been opened in months. And it has dust on it that we had to wipe off before we could get that cute picture, And after I take this selfie, it's going to get closed again. Jesus wants us to be real so he can be real. The next point. Those around us aren't always present, but he is. How many times have you sat down and wanted to have a real conversation with someone, but they're on their electronics? Or they're totally distracted because they have something else on their mind and they just can't seem to focus on you. It's just this constant ongoing thing and we wrestle with it inside because then somehow we feel less valuable and we we try and make ourselves known through sometimes sinful ways trying to be this impressive person that we're not but when the people around us aren't being present god is being present i mean he's present always but he he is here and he is willing to listen to us and he's attentive to our needs and he is pouring out over us constantly. So yes, there's this lack of people around us sometimes that are being present with us um, because they're being distracted, but God is present. Next, he sent Jesus for our sins because he wants a real relationship. He doesn't want a fake relationship. He sent Jesus because he knows we're sinful. He sent Jesus because... Originally, we were in relationship with him in the garden, and then there was sin, and now we got separated, and now he sent Jesus, who died and rose again for our sins, so that we can be real, we can be connected with him, we can have eternal life with him, and that is the biggest gift ever, and I know sometimes we minimalize 
how momentous of a thing it is that the God, the creator of the universe, cares enough about us to send his son to be flesh and walk among us, to experience agony, to carry all the weight of the world, past, present, and future, and for him to take all of that so that he could love you and accept you back into his kingdom. That is an amazing thing. And that is a very real relationship, a very authentic relationship that he wants with you through that. And lastly, God made Carl, God also made me. So they played this video and it was like this big booming voice and it would say, the God who made the universe, the stars, the galaxies also made Carl. And then the, the screen would go black and there'd be this spotlight on this youth and he would say, Something along the lines of like, oh, I forgot my lines. And then he'd look down at his hand and he'd say, oh, hi, I'm Carl. I forgot my toothbrush. And then the lights would go black so you couldn't see Carl anymore. And then the there'd be this big booming voice with this video of the universe and be like, the God who made the mountains and the trees and the oceans also made Carl and the video would go off and spotlight Carl and Carl would be like I forgot underwear and you know it was just everyone was laughing at him and they all like everyone loved Carl because he was just spunky he was a mess but we can all relate to Carl and then they came out and they were like okay so God made Carl and the the God who could make such a vast amazing things cared enough to make Carl that same God cared enough to make you. That same God cared enough to make me. And he made you unique. He cares about and loves you. And so many times we just kind of feel like we're this like speck in a big mass of people and we're not all that special. But that's like disgracing the master of the masterpiece. Like if you say, I'm not beautiful, I'm not enough, I'm not da 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 like you're saying that the creator of the universe who made you isn't good enough because you're insulting his masterpiece you know so god loves you you're unique and you're special and he is real and he is present and he is god i don't know if any of this resonated with you today if you were reminded of your real present god or were wondering about going on a trip and you just feel like i don't even know where to begin I hope that some of those tips um, at least help you go in with a positive mindset, knowing that your youth will be impacted and you can build deeper relationships with them or anyone that you travel with, honestly. So with that all being said, I encourage you to share some of your travel stories from the summer, some things that have really impacted you on our Facebook page. We would love to hear some of your stories, but until next time, safe travels and God bless.